Oh yeah, I am rusty at this. Uh, <laughs> welcome to podcast one hundred and fifty-six. Um, welcome aboard. As you can see, we're a little short-staffed this evening. Um, Daryl's caught in a meeting, so he'll be here in a little bit at some point. Uh, Carrie's got a, a dinner meeting, so uh, right now we have just myself and Tim. And at the end of the day, we are not going to subject anybody to just me and Tim talking because nobody wants that. So what we're going to do is we're going to jump right into bringing in our guest and then we're going to start our banter from there. So uh, without further ado, we're going to bring in Mr. Al Paquette. Welcome aboard, buddy. I didn't get no fancy intro, like any like fancy oh. slides like all the Hold other on. guests. Br- br- bring back, bring back out a redo. Al Paquette. I don't even. I didn't even get a picture on the post or anything. Just a club tour banner. Like, well, well not, welcome, not welcome to administration. Yeah, welcome to administration. I guess yeah. it is a skeleton staff when they leave you guys uh, to run the podcast. <laughs> so. Pretty much, pretty much. Uh, thanks for joining us this weekend, Al. Uh, this week this weekend no no yeah it's good it, uh thanks for having uh, us on yeah. uh unfortunately you got stuck with me uh but i guess you guys heard mitch uh, talk enough last week so uh he could have came on as well so uh yeah we everybody everybody everybody's busy place. everybody's busy tonight i guess so uh hey, oh. it's all good glad to be here yeah mitch is back bowling league or something on wednesday so uh nice to see that he's back playing and his wrist is feeling better so yeah yeah it's good we yeah, Steve mentioned good commentary last week. We were just, uh, you know, patting Al on the back there. You guys did a great job on that feed. So it was awesome. Yeah, till 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 we were disturbed by uh, Henry, but other than that, it was fine. Welcome to every day of our lives, man. That guy. <laughs> yeah, he makes uh, sure no, that he is heard. That's for sure. No, nothing, nothing but love from Henry. He made it uh, lively. We had some good laughs, I think. And uh, yeah. I, I'm not a guy to go and rewatch it. I hate to hear myself talk. So, uh, but uh, I'm sure I'm, I'm glad. I, I've gotten feedback from a few people saying that it was great. So uh, I'm glad everybody enjoyed it. Hopefully, we'll yeah, do it, it again. Was great. Yeah, we're well, definitely gonna have to have you on again for sure. Um, um, we we yeah. can probably go into pro league and talk a little bit about our experience next year at Youth Challenge. Oh, yeah. So we, we spent uh, Friday, Saturday running Youth Challenge, uh, Youth Challenge qual- uh, Provincials here in Alberta, which is, I know it's different in all the provinces, but um, in Alberta, we run our Youth Challenge very much like the Open. Um, so you have, um, well, actually, each zone sends two contingents, but um, they'll have a, a boys, a girls, and a mixed team. And then, again, another another boys, a girls, mixed team. Um, and it's run like the open. It's it's pretty awesome. But we just did our live streaming for them for the weekend, and it was awesome. We sold lots of merch. It was great. It was great seeing all the kids. Um, but how many, uh, how many sweaters did we sell? We sold sixty nine, which is way better than selling seventy. <laughs> way better than selling. 70. What what was the hot product? Uh, is it, our hoodies our like blue and red, just simple five pin U hoodies are forty just bucks. Five pin U, super comfy. Like, I, I heard a story about some uh, potential like Dream Crushers merch, either yeah. being given away and some kids <laughs> not wanting it or something. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. So I mean, obviously, we we've learned that the Dream Crushers are um, kind of consistently hated around the country, or at least around the province. So um, I I we, we're kind of leaning into that, and it's super fun, honestly. So. 
Um, but uh, we decided that uh, we were selling some Dream Crushers hats, and we decided with all the Dream Crushers in the building for that weekend, there was two people, I think, that were missing, uh, Victor and Caitlin, but we got everybody else to sign two hats, and we gave them away to the two um, highest averages from the, the, uh, from the provincials. Um, so they got brought up to the ba- to front of the banquet, and they were presented with these hats, and um, both happened to be from Calgary, so they were not as enthused as we were <laughs> to hand them out. Um, they, they, one chucked one and one drop kicked one and it went yeah. into the crowd and I'll be honest with you we kind of said a little opening spiel at the opening ceremonies and it said 5 PU stuff's there and I said what about these dream crushers and like we have 27 teams and they were just booing us they were absolutely <laughs> just the place was loud and then they booed us some more at the closing ceremonies and it wasn't like it was quiet um, but the cool part is I think all around of it I, we love it but Everybody's watching 5PU, right? Everybody's watching the 5PL on Sundays. If they know that what our team is and they want to boo us, they have everybody had their certain teams they were wearing. And uh, I mean, whether it was some kids wearing Holy Roller uh, hats from GP or or whatnot. So these two hats that ended up being Dream Crushers ended up going to some GP girls. And they were super excited about it. And they're wearing them, whatever. And Gerald went up and said, you can't wear that in my center. I'm sorry. And it was just like, <laughs> so, so I, I, I think it's just absolutely awesome because obviously our reach um, is going a lot further than we thought it was, right? Uh, not the Dream Crushers, but the 5PL and everything else but going on. Right? Not gonna, like It was awesome. To, to hear the boos rain down is, is just great. Like, I, I don't care it's whether good. you like us or hate us. Just be it's, passionate. And if you're passionate about hating us, it's awesome. It's it's the fact that the different teams are taking different roles, right? You got the dream catchers that are, that are like your your bad guys. You got the average pros that are kind of the goofy, kind of like whatever. You got us, the Jags. We're kind of the underdog. Everybody wants to stomp on us. We got our nicknames, and then you got everybody else, right? So that's uh, it's neat yeah. how it's unfolding, kind of thing, right? They each have their own identity, and that's uh, and that's what we wanted, right? Yeah, the league is slowly taking on personalities. Yeah, exactly. You're starting to learn them, right, from the first season. Now we're on to season two, and I'm sure that'll just build up. And those rivalries or that little chirping back and forth is uh, is what the sport needs, and it's and it's fun. Yeah, I I love it. It's great. It's funny because like Michaela, uh, she was she happened to be one that won one of the hats, but um, she was talking to us earlier in the week, and I was like, she's like, no, like I cannot wear a Dream Crushers hat. And I'm like, why? Like, she she's not she's not on a team in Calgary. Why? She cheers for the Yankees. We're basically the same thing as the Yankees. <laughs> basically, yeah. Right. So, like, how can you not cheer for us? You're supposed to cheer for winners. Yeah. There, there's a story about Adam and, and with one of the kids, but I don't. We'll leave that off. But, uh, uh, but I, I I love it. I just absolutely love it. And you know, so let, let's speak about maybe a swap. Kind of move topics here a little bit, but. Uh, I know LeBron James. Sorry, sorry one second before. Sure. I just want to say one thing really quick. Uh, Mike Greenlee's watching tonight. Congratulations on your 410, your first 417 years, I heard. <laughs> Was it yeah. four, 17 years? So congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. It doesn't get lower than that. See, look, they're just love all the all the loves coming in. Carlos Correa. Look, that's just great. Oh, David Wells. You know what, Ryan? I'm not drunk playing, so you're okay. Um but love you guys. But anyways, let's let's talk a little about LeBron James being uh, Abdul Jabbar on his on his uh, all time record points list. Do you guys think that he's the goat? 
Nope. Al Al does. Uh, it's it's just the titles, right? It's the titles and the it's the titles that MJ has, and the fact that he took a big break compared to LeBron's longevity and his a little bit more of all around game. So there's an argument that can go both ways, really. Uh, but MJ to go to six finals, three and three after his break. To be six-time whatever finals MVP, you know, to 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 do that and and to go play professional baseball in between or whatever, it's just it's mind-boggling. It, yeah, it's it's it just kind of you can't you can't deny him that, but it's just it's all about perspective. There's a case that can be made for both, in my opinion. I'll be the devil's advocate kind of thing and be like, can go either way. I'm not a huge I, basketball I'm, guy in the first place, okay. so it's not whatever. But if you look at, I'm a stats guy, so if you look at the stats. You know, all-time leading scorer. You know, uh, yeah. he still got he still got four titles. He did it with different cities. He did it with different teams. He he's what top five in rebounds, top five in assists. You know, all these different stats, kind of thing that say, well, he's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no <laughs> doubt that LeBron is amazing. There's no doubt LeBron is amazing. But I just I just can't I can't put yeah, him as a goat. I get it. I can't, I, and at the end of the day, I think, again, you know, MJ takes that big break. You're absolutely right. Like, that's, that obviously affected where he was in, in the stats side but, of things, for cause, sure. Because that was in his prime, too, basically. Like, those were three or four, whatever, mm -hmm. prime years that he missed. But the so, thing the thing that about MJ that I think was so good was that he made everybody around him better. He may have been a dick, but he worked hard, and he made everybody else work hard, and he made his team get better. Whereas LeBron goes to a team, he's like, goes and talks to the, the management and he's like, bring me in these people, bring me in these mm -hmm. people, bring me in these people. And I can't stand that. I cannot stand a guy who thinks yeah. he's running the organization. It, it bothers me. I just don't like it. So I'm, I'm an MJ guy, obviously. I, I think LeBron James is a great player, but I think we're going to have the same conversation in, in just a little bit when Ovi breaks Gretzky's record, right? And it's the same kind of thing. I think they're two different generations, two different ways of playing things. I think Ovi just – I don't know how the goalie and the defense doesn't know that he's going to be shooting from the from the side there. It happens all the time. He's a shoot-first guy. He's not a passer. It's a totally different thing altogether compared to Gretzky. But I look at it, and if you look at the points per game uh, in the 90s, in even, early, even in the late 80s, it was a tough league. Two different generations of, of basketball, I think, because it was a tough league. I mean, you're getting 90 points a game, 95, 105 was a great game, not 120, 130 nowadays, right? So if you look at it, you know, and Abdul Jabbar only had one three-point shot his whole career. Yeah. So those are all those are all two points, right? Um, I I just think that I think there's two different generations. I think MJ for his generation it was a a hell of a player. If I had my 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 own personal thoughts when if MJ and LeBron played in this generation, I think MJ would have schooled him. I think just, just how his mentality was. And I think LeBron, <laughs> LeBron would be beat up in, in an old school, hard nosed basketball. I just think that's kind of what, because he whines a lot and I just can't stand it. <laughs> he, he might whine less if he was in that though, because it doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little bit of a flop, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's conversation we can talk for days, I'm sure, and 
not get anywhere. So it's okay. uh, I'm I'm okay with MJ. Uh, can't deny that. Yeah. Speaking about o- Ovi, are you hoping that he catches Gretzky's record? I'm a big Ovi fan, so yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I uh, best goal scorer probably. Again, he had a lot of longevity, but again, he missed a couple seasons too with lockouts and and uh, you know bubble crap and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But he's been ever since he's been in the league. Everybody keeps saying that you know the way he plays, the way he plays, it won't be sustainable. It won't be sustainable. Well, knock on wood, he's been fairly healthy his whole career. He's been really and good about that. and the guy's a monster. He's like six three, six something, like two hundred and forty pounds, and he's a, he's a big house. dude. He's yeah. a big dude, and he just like you said, he scores from the same spot for the last sixteen years, and nobody can figure it out. <laughs> no. Like no. it's just his hockey sense too, right? He knows how to get open. He knows how to run the power play properly, and they just can't fool him. The shot keeps getting better and better. Oh, Ovi! Ovi reminds me like uh, Dry Saddle reminds me a little bit of Ovi in a way. He shoots on the other side of the wall, but everybody knows it's coming, and he just somehow they don't save it every time, right? Um, just great at positioning for shots. Like he's he just he can pick his yeah he can pick his quarter like just yep. it's unreal. Very, very good. I, I, yeah, you're right. I I'm mind blown at how at his longevity. It blows my mind. But I mean, he, it's not like he's a physical specimen either. You no. know. And then but you look at him and you look at Phil Kessel and you're like maybe they're onto something. You yeah, know? They maybe are. they're onto something. Maybe drinking coke on the bench is the way to go. Well, that's the funny part is that I'm, whatever, 36 years old and knock on wood for myself, been pretty healthy my whole life. And then I got my buddies that are like half my size and they can't walk after a day's work kind of thing, right? It's like, well, you see, being fat is a, is a good thing, you know? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry to that health person that was on a few weeks ago, whatever, but I want to hear that. But it's, uh, it's, it's kept me healthy and kept me in good shape. I can bowl long, like even bowling tournaments, you know? A lot of people complain that they're sore and they're sore and I'm like, I'm good. My fingers, I'm, I'm my fingers hurt, but like I have no sore limbs. I said I don't have a sore back. I don't have none of that stuff. Whatever. And it's like, oh, I guess the uh, perks of being fat. I don't know, lots of cushion. I, I don't even know. Like, oh, honestly, whatever. twenty games doesn't affect me. It, do, it doesn't yeah. bother me. I don't get sore. It's nothing. And I remember being at club tour this year, and and Mitch literally looked at me and being like, he's like, I don't, I don't get it. How how the fuck do you play so many games and not hurt? get it it makes no yeah. sense <laughs> yeah just 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 the fingertips that's the only thing that hurts is the fingertips yeah. but uh yeah muscles and stuff like that no you sweat a lot let's be honest there maybe sometimes there's a lot of especially at club tour at nebs this year or whatever that was uh, a was, little warm in august moist. it was moist in there yeah. <laughs> <But>, uh, <laughs> moist is staying in lightly but uh but uh but yeah so uh, there's definitely some disadvantages to being fat so don't be fat it's not cool but uh <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> catches up with you. Yeah, exactly. You, you. Yeah, but you guys had the good years then, right? I mean, you gave it your all during that time. So you have good times. I mean, he's what you guys are. We're about fifteen years away from Steve, so we're we're good. <laughs> yeah, that's our. We're in our prime right now. <laughs> that's a scary thought. That this yeah. is our prime. This is pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, you're on because, um, obviously you guys made some club tour announcements the other day, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, was it yesterday? Uh, Monday. Monday. Um, 
And we know it's been in the works for a little while, but uh, why don't you go through everything that you guys announced uh, on Monday there? Yeah, so uh, obviously for those who didn't know, you guys can go check out the uh, club tour information page on Facebook. But uh, yeah, we're going to start a, a tour. Uh, it's going to be called the club tour for the first year anyway. See how things roll to uh, as a first year trial to gauge interest and stuff like that. We kept it pretty small. Uh, between Mitch and I, we've had numerous conversations. We've spoken with Jeff as well at NEBS and we kind of started with the, uh, I guess you can say the three biggest cash tournaments in Ontario right now being uh, NEBS, which obviously has been going on for a while. It used to be on Thanksgiving weekend, but last year they brought it to August, which had the biggest turnout ever, I think over 300 and some entries, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the January club tour, which used to be at Elmira, but was at uh, Hopedale in Oakville this year. And then uh, Timmins in February. So basically we'll have a tournament in August January and February. So we'll take those three tournaments and we'll make, uh, it'll basically be a tour. So you basically just pay an additional entry fee to enter the tour. And then basically that is committing yourself to two of the three events. You can go to all three if you want, but only two of the events will count. Your two best events will count towards the final standings. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's like pretty much it. Like just with regards to the events, like obviously they're going to be run independently. So nothing's really going to change with regards to structure. The tour is not taking over, you know, the, the actual tournaments themselves kind of thing. Uh, that'll be kind of just something separate that me and Mitch will basically manage as kind of our tour representatives for the first year. Uh, so basically, you know, you have to pay your tour fee before you were to bowl a, a qualifying shift if you want it to count towards the the tour. Uh, but yeah, pretty very similar to what the WCBT is doing and probably what it did in, infancy, in its infancy stages. You know, you guys probably started at three or four tournaments. Now you guys expanded to five. Uh, but we've always, we've talked about this in Ontario for a long time to get some events going. And we've started to see a few other events come up. So there's a uh, potential for growth in the future as well. But we figured we start with the, uh, I call them the three OG events kind of thing, the original events. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Like, we have no idea. We have no idea. We figured, you know, 20, 30, maybe 40 entries kind of thing would be good for a first year. And uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, the point structures, we posted them on our page. So you can kind of see how the point structure works. Uh, the point structure was kind of uh, a child from the uh, Jared Couchman Ontario cash tournament standings that he had started a few years ago kind of thing, which I think he just released the updated standings today. So the point structure, we made a few minor changes, but, uh, but yeah, we just wanted to basically start a tour, see if we can get people to commit to, you know, two or three events in Ontario, see how it goes. And then, uh, and then, like I said in my post too, and like we've talked with Mitch already and Jeff is the possibility of expansion in the future. We're very aware of, you know, Midland being a tournament that just kind of started up, but it's only, they only had two years under their belt. So, uh, but they've been growing fast too, and it's becoming more and more popular. That stops in June. And then there's also the Quebec Classic as well. So uh, they're only going into their second year as well. So just trying to see what to do with those events kind of moving forward, but talks for this, for their season two are already in the works as well with some other associations as well. So a little breaking news, but we won't peel that banana too, too much, but uh, yeah, there's lots, there's been lots of good feedback over the last couple of days uh, to, 
to for the excitement i guess behind it for people wanting to join and saying it's about time or it's a good thing for ontario because a lot of us in ontario myself included you know love what you guys have done with the wcbt and unfortunately it's just not realistic for us to go travel out west unfortunately right and that's uh it's something that you know i think you guys have mentioned a lot of times if not mitch has mentioned a lot of times that there's so much talent in ontario and even quebec uh because they're a huge supporter of our tournaments in ontario as well and even at uh your wcbt events so they, they head out to almost everything so so yeah it's just uh really exciting to bring it to ontario to uh to to start something anyways right it'll be small it'll be very kind of basic to start off we we just picked Club Tour as a name because it's an existing kind of brand, I guess you can say. They have an existing page. We didn't want to start creating a bunch of new stuff because if we're looking at expansion in the future as well, you know, if we start looking at Quebec or if we start looking at Midland or we start looking at Newfoundland, you know, you never know how far this can go. So we didn't want to call it the Ontario Bowling Tour or specific to, to us. So we wanted to keep that door open. So, uh, so basically, it'll be the club tour. It'll be the three stops. Neb's, uh, the one in January right now is kind of to be determined. We're hoping it'll be back at Oakville, uh, at Hopedale Lanes, but they're still, they just ran their first event. So they're still kind of going over some numbers and stuff like that to see if it's something that they want to do again, which is totally fine. Uh, but there is a backup plan if need be. Uh, so that event will be happening. Uh, there's also speculation that the date might change to a week earlier to nice. potentially accommodate those that are have the open qualifying on the last weekend of January. That's uh, actually, that was going to be my next question. So that's, that's awesome. That's good to hear. So that's again, possibility. So something to keep an eye on. That's why on our poster is kind of showing as a TBD right now to be determined. So uh, hopefully that'll be ironed out before the whole season starts, obviously. So, uh, but you know, just the timing of the release and stuff like that. Obviously, with Timmins being next week, we thought it was a good time to start the conversation, start the discussion, iron out kind of any details and stuff like that. So, uh, so that was basically kind of the reason behind the timing of it all, because a lot of them, a lot of the bowlers in Ontario will be in Timmins uh, next weekend. So, so we're excited for that, and we're excited to hear what everybody has to say. And you guys invited us on here. So, uh, so yeah, if anybody has any questions or, or any thoughts or whatever, feel free to, to spitball them out, whatever. And, uh, and we can, I, uh, we can definitely try to answer them for you. I, as I mentioned, uh, I saw your, your tour final format and that's a unique <laughs> format. I, I, I don't know where you guys got that from, but, uh, I, I wrote the, I obviously wrote the post because we know Mitch can't write like that, but, <laughs> but then Mitch, <laughs> Mitch, Mitch is, uh, he's like, yeah, you should probably put a shout out to TPC, whatever. Yeah. Like, you, know, you know, you know, it's going to come out that it's like the same format. But again, that's, uh, you know, even that projection, like, we don't know, like, that's 40. Yeah. That's based on 40 members. Is it going to be a top? Oh, you, we just wanted to put 40. something out there. Yeah, you'll get we, 40. So yeah. we just wanted to put it out there to, uh, to have some kind of structure. And that's kind of what we've been working on. Because we probably started talking about this probably maybe just before Christmas kind of thing. And then obviously we just took a couple of weeks off and said, we'll talk about this come the new year kind of thing. And we tried to get a lot of the information out uh, for Hopedale kind of thing. I think I posted a little teaser of like the three logos of the tournaments kind of thing on my page saying that something was coming kind of thing. So uh, just to get some information, up, build up the hype a little bit, but uh, no, I think, uh, I think the feedback we've gotten has been good so far. 
everybody's excited and uh, we're excited. We're excited to, to see how it goes and see how this grows moving forward. Hey, I've got a question for you. Hey, guys, Daryl here. How you doing? Welcome. Sorry, Who's this late. guy? Yeah, sorry, my apologies. Welcome aboard. Um, Al, I think I what heard you say, Did you? are you moving the January date back so it's not the open qualifying one? Is that? It's it's a possibility, yes. Uh, it's still to be determined, but uh, it has been uh, posted on someone's page that we might be looking. So I think it's the information's out there. So it's not a secret. What, it's, that, usually it's that 27th, 28th, right? Like that's the, Usually it's the last weekend. And even in Northern Ontario, well, we had our qualifying so uh, on that weekend in, in the past, we used to have it on that weekend. They recently changed it to November a couple of years ago. But, uh, but anyway, so it doesn't really affect me and, and, and my zone in Northern Ontario. Nice. But, like, but like Thunder Bay, you guys, for example, right? You know, if you guys wanted to it do does. NEB. Yeah, that's NEB exactly where I was going with that. Yeah. So is there the anything office. else the weekend before, guys? Like what I'm getting at here is that excited me. I mean, can you travel now to Club Tour in August and Club Tour in – January, of course, you come back home and you do open qualifying, but shit, why not? Let's do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the only, the only thing that's going to be like the only, that would be awesome. Um, but playing three events will be tough because I'll, I'll have to choose between Timmins and Regina. But that being said, if I was at the situation where you don't have to play Timmins though, right? Like you can play the two club tour events. You also don't have to play Regina. Right. Because like if I'm taking, you know, yeah. best three out of five, and I have a good autumn open, a good TPC, a good Winnipeg, then yeah. Tim and Timmins might be more feasible at that point than before, too. So it'd be kind of neat to try to make both tour finals in a year. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's, uh, it's definitely something that could be done. You know, we had Matt and uh, I think Ryan came up from BC to, uh, yeah. to Hopedale, whatever. Uh, uh, so, so they made it happen kind of thing. Obviously, it probably didn't coincide with their open qualifyings or other commitments but but yeah if there is a date switch it, it definitely it was something that was even discussed i think before hopedale that i think mitch wanted to move the date so uh so hopefully that's uh hopefully that's that's where we decide to go i think there was an event in southern ontario i think maybe a masters or a youth event kind of thing that might have complicated things the week before Nothing, but, nothing in Alberta, guys. Like you have Masters yeah. the first weekend we have, usually. Fifth. It's just yeah, yeah. I have something that weekend, but that's irrelevant. It's um, you guys. There's nothing bowling else. Bowling You'd have AGM. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, that, that's what's that's one person. I'm not really worried about. Yeah, that. yeah. No, but I just yeah. uh, pro, uh, as a whole, if it was a big, yeah, it's a very event. good weekend. And that's why we did the tour finals at Nebs too, like kind of before the start of the next that's season a great as well. Yeah. It's yeah. because everybody. It's kind of like the flagship, the start of the season. It's obviously the biggest event, the biggest venue. Uh, and obviously, Jeff and uh, Tom stepped up and kind of offered us the lanes for free of Lineage too. So, you know, this way we can pay out everything. And it'll be a, kind of like a little mini tournament before the uh, the actual Nebs event starts for the following year kind of thing, right? So Yeah, I, I honestly really like that because at that point, Mitch won't have a wrist left after the Tour Finals. So... Uh, well, again, it's only it's only top eight, so he's going to go five four three if he gets to the final. So it's only eleven games in one day. Yeah. Plus um, any concessions. So. No, that's so, cool. He, Jeff brought up a question: Who does Greg beat in the finals this year? Timmins. Greg he hasn't made the like, finals in Timmins in like five years. It feels like, but there's <laughs> a COVID, there's a COVID year in there somewhere. But so my my uh, guess, the way that the club tour runs is probably Bobby Torville. 
right? Because Bobby, <laughs> Bobby Bobby comes in second no matter what. So. He uh, <laughs> he makes it. He makes a run in a lot of them. He won our high roller last year, so he probably blew himself the first day kind of thing, and then didn't have anything left. But he he played well in Timmins last year too, in- and he played well in Hopedale too. He finished in the top four, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he almost yeah. made the finals. How yeah. many? Um... How many make the tour finals for club tour finals? Uh, we posted eight uh, right now, and that was kind of based on 40 entries. So, gotcha. like, unless we have, like, 12 entries or something like that, that we might not take top so eight, eight kind of thing. based on 40. Now, the point system, um, do you have to bowl in at least two out of the three events? You have to commit to two events, yes. Okay, you can't just come in and win Neb's. And then, and then get an auto win. No. For next you year. Ha- okay. no, you have you gotta, to play so, at least two. Yeah. But if you at least go to Nebs and you play real well, top four, top eight, why would you not commit to, hey, I'm going to go play one of these other two events now and I'm going to forego maybe Regina like you say, Dex. Right? Uh, yeah. There's some thought process going into so, here to having more people play it. I'm not, not trying to sound like a dick here. I've always wondered about this for the WCBT too. So if you win, it's an auto win, right? Usually it's an auto win with the way the points work. Usually, yeah. So what I, what happens if I take two hundred dollars, send it out your way, I get a zero score for that tournament? I actually Maybe. thought about that today. Like, <laughs> yeah. That is, you are a dick. That's exactly the answer. That's exactly <laughs> no, but the I, answer. I, I thought about it, right? Because I was like, I. I thought about I'm it today. Willing, whatever. I'm, I'm like, what's preventing somebody from doing that? Would they be if they pay their money as an entry and then? You know, they're not even physically in the bowling alley. Then I don't well, know. I think you're, they got you're talking at least, pretty at least one eighteen qualifying shift. Somebody's got to make the rules yeah. somewhere along the lines. Or like, hey, if exactly. I, I'll pay, I'll pay the other two. Then I'll pay four hundred dollars. Like I'm good. Like if you no, if, and if the if answer I is no, Tim. No, no, the answer is no. It, it should be a no. I agree. It's a little <laughs> bit uh, unethical. If we're going to run a, a proper tour, then that would be an unethical decision. So no. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, no, it's exciting to to see, and I, you and know, just like you said, 40, those forty people. Well, maybe, uh, you know, could be more, could be less. I, that's kind of the number we worked off, we worked off of, and if we get forty in the first year, I think I'd consider that a success, a success successful first year. But uh, we'll see how it goes. So far, the feedback's been really good. But again, it's one of those things where are people going to commit to bowling at least two of the events? And obviously, our demographic up here or our participation is a lot more geared to southern Ontario. So we're hoping that the tour will attract a lot of the northern Ontario bowlers as well to head out to these events. Because I was the only one from yeah, northern man. Ontario, I think, in at Club Tour in, in Oakville. And, you know, there's a lot of great bowlers in the Sudbury, the North Bay, the Sturgeon Falls area, Perry Sound area that should be going to these events because they come to Timmins and it's the same drive, if not less to drive to Oshawa or drive to uh, Oakville or wherever it ends up being. So it's like, why don't they go out to these things? They love it. They, they, they're great bowlers. So, you know, you, like you saw with Lyle at Nebs this year, right? Like Lyle, we all know he's kind of a gem, whatever. And, you know, he mm-hmm. bowls really well and it's kind of a coming out party, but he doesn't bowl anything else. Yeah. You know, that was his first time out kind of thing. But he comes to Timmins, and he and he always bowls well here too. So it's like, you know, we, there's certain guys out there that can can definitely compete with the best of them. And those are the kind of guys that we're trying to entice and say, hey, just commit to two. You know, come to Timmins and then do one of the other ones. Do Oshawa play, or do It just do makes the, the other game one overall so much better by having the opportunities for them to play and to play for something too. Yeah, and if you play Nebs, you don't make the cut. Well, you know what? You still got two other events where you can go to, and they're 
And especially for the Sudbury crew, I, I really envy them because I wish I can be within three hours of bowling tournaments. But when I got to go to Oakville or Oshawa, I got a six, seven, eight hour drive one way uh, to, to each event kind of thing. Luckily, I host one, whatever. So I do save a little bit there. But mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's a lot of weekends, a lot of cash, a lot of mileage. And, uh, and do you I think do it. that uh, would Quebec come in at some point as part of the club tour <laughs> as adding another event? Is that a conversation that's in the mix? Yeah, you probably missed a little bit of that as oh, you were late. <laughs> but no, no, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, Mid Midland, uh, the 400 North tournament that Mike Torville runs in Midland. And yeah. and then we have Matt Leonard's Quebec Classic, too. Uh, you know, we even spoke to the NBT about it a little bit as well with Shane over there kind of thing to see what they there's interest out there. Yeah. And, and like we posted it on really? Monday and we got kind of got flooded with a bunch of different messages and and it's and it's good it's what we wanted and some people want in like right now kind of thing right and it's yeah. like well right now we just want to get this off the ground kind of thing as a as a first year see how it runs take some constructive feedback off of it let's run it for a year and then see uh and then see how it grows from there and we're definitely open to expansion and stuff like that so it's definitely... it doesn't start until next year then right like it doesn't start until yeah. nebs like there's no like you're doing practice i see you've got standings there dex i don't know if that's for this year or, or that's like, uh, no, this is, that... is this is like our five pin U rankings. Oh, okay. Sorry, like that's what this is. Um, if you were, you're not, you're, you're not, you're not giving away points for the last two tournaments that have already happened. Uh, are yeah. you doing like a hypothetical standings of, hey, if you played in these two events, this <laughs> we, we, you'd, hypo you'd hypothetically we, be here. Maybe we like, tech we we technically could, I guess, you know, gotcha. based off of the point structure that we decided, we can go back to Neb's results and. And Maybe. assign points as needed, kind of thing, and then do a, a mock kind of standings after the first two events going into Timmins this weekend. We could, uh, you know, that would just, but then that's assuming everybody would be in, right? Because it could yeah. happen where we have an event where somebody wins Nebs or Club yeah. Tour in uh, Oakville or Timmins and they're not a tour member. So, you know what? That 180, 200 points, whatever, is not even really claimed in the standings, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's. Uh, I think you, I think it, you got to do it hypothetically that 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 everybody would be signed up just as yeah. from an advertisement, and you may not have that done this week already for that. That might yeah, be yeah. a bit much of a challenge for next week, but even after Timmins, you could do that as you're leading up into the promotion for next year, saying, "Hey, this well, is this was your your top forty from last year going in, right? There's just marketing opportunities there." If you if you look at the Ontario Cash Tournament standings, you'll actually see like the last two tournaments. The point structure is very similar to that, so you can get a pretty good idea if you were to just kind of sort, I guess, the totals from those first two columns, kind of thing. So the 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 point distribution is already there because that's not even that's not a tour. That's just everybody, right? So it's just yeah. it, it would be it'll be pretty accurate. So you can see where everybody would stand. I would just have to take those two columns and then just make a total off off those two and then we can get some standings pretty darn quick um when you were talking about like expansion and stuff like that obviously that's um a little bit away but um do you have plans for like congruency do you have plans on um like what um what would be required for other tournaments to join like for for us for wcbt for example we have to have Minimum of like 125 entries, sustainable before uh, before they were considered to join WCBT. Um, yep. And, and yeah, and we, we kind of minimum we, of like $200 in entry fee. I know Timmins has been working their way up in entry fees over the last couple of years. Is that something that you guys are considering moving forward? 
Uh, I don't think it's something that we're going to, you know, mandate. Uh, because obviously, I think Nebs is at like what two twenty. Uh, the club tour in Oakville was at two hundred, and Timmins is sitting at one eighty. Uh, I think at one point we probably want to get to that two hundred mark across the board, kind of thing. So yeah, that might got, be something for Just, that might be something for next year. This year is the big jump, really. Like last year was one forty an entry in Timmins, so we moved it up forty bucks to one eighty this year to try to get closer to those WCBT events. Right. And again, it's a hundred percent payout, which we've been very lucky with over the last couple of years with the uh, accommodation tax and stuff like that that we've been able to. Uh, receive so so now you know that extra 40 bucks ahead is just going going out in prize money so totally. so that so that'll be huge so if we get to 200 i'm i'm mitch has been pushing for this for like 10 years same with greg and some of the guys <laughs> whatever right they're always like you know increase it increase it and i'm not a, a huge proponent of change too too much but uh but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's at 180 now. We're happy with that. Obviously, you got your side pots and stuff like that too, totally. right? So, so it just, our prize a, board is pretty pretty decent as well. They're, they're, yeah, exactly. And 180 isn't bad. There's just a big yeah. difference between like a $200 tournament and, a, and an $80 tournament. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So, it, yeah. yeah. So we're so we're getting up there, and I think it's uh, fairly priced, and uh, it's 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 been good. Obviously, you know, we're on track for hopefully another record year this year. So so that should put us over the. 170 mark we're sitting at 230 ish right now kind of thing so hopefully you know with three buys and such like that so hopefully we hit the 180 plus hopefully get to 200 who knows i'm still accepting entries whatever there's still people messaging me on the daily whatever trying to get some information and stuff so we're hoping to get a few of those as well so uh so yeah but yeah back to club tour uh, i see mark posted a question hopedale and timmin just be a few weeks between each other uh yeah timmins has always been on family day weekend it's been going on for 30 plus years now so it's kind of a staple so yeah so it'll be family day weekend sometimes that falls on valentine's day sometimes it doesn't uh, the last couple of years it hasn't so it's been good uh but timmins will stay on family day weekend every year and then uh, club tour going back uh it used to always be the last weekend of january so yes it was only a couple of weeks apart but hopefully we'll be bringing it back a week earlier uh the, so i guess the third week of january kind of thing would be uh but that's not determined yet and then do we know that uh nebs is staying august i mean they obviously announced for this yeah. year coming up it's pretty much like that's a staple now eh? gonna be and i think especially uh with tour, especially with tour finals i mean yeah. that gives you yeah yeah it's it, it's a it's a good weekend it was a great venue obviously they had a great turnout last year i think it's probably just going to grow from the feedback that people have brought forward i think even you guys out west you know i'm sure you guys all had a blast and i'm sure yeah. i would expect probably a few extra people this year from from your end uh i don't run nebs's tournament so again all the individually kind of independent events so jeff england and mitch will still be running nebs mitch will be running the january club tour and then i'll be running timmins so we're still going to do our own things individually but as a tour obviously we're all going to work together to uh to get this done but yeah i think jeff is really happy with it in in august i think it really worked out for him yeah and uh yeah i think it ran really smooth everything was pretty good other than the moistness so you said how many it's entries so right now for timmins you're you're looking you have 230 unique entries so far signed up uh not 200 we have over 112 individual bowlers and 230 shifts uh in right now so that's pretty good 
I mean, yeah, yeah, we're uh, what's it, and what's normal for Timmins? Uh, a record year last year was one sixty seven, I think. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so we're hoping uh, we should be uh, pretty close to that, if not a little and, bit higher than that. And that's next weekend, right, Timmins? Not yeah, not next weekend. weekend. Com- not this next, weekend coming up. Yeah, next Thursday we have our uh, we start with our high roller event. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's uh. What's that event about again? Eight only eight guys, right? No, we're actually up to twenty four this year. Twenty four for the high roller. Twenty four at five hundred bucks a pop. Yeah. Shit, and then, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. So it's going to be a half elimination. So it's going to be an eight game block to start. Bottom half gets eliminated. Top half gets their money back. Then we're going to go from twelve to four. Eight game so, block. Yeah. Bottom bottom twelve are out. So as long as you're not la- or as long as you're not thirteenth, you're good. You can finish twelfth or first. It doesn't really matter. I guess. And then you get your then you get your beans back. You get your beans back, and then uh, and then we go from twelve to four with a five game block. Okay. So there's be a five game set, and then we get to the final four, and then the final four will be a three game uh, match play. So you play everybody once, and then you get the fifty point bonus for wins. And then we get the top two will move to the finals. And then shit, I don't even know what sorry. I don't even know what the uh I think it's a I think it's just a one game. I think it's just a one game straight for the finals. Hmm. So That's seventeen awesome. games they're playing, hey? Oh for the Yeah, for it's the gonna be a little bit of a yeah. little bit of a marathon, but uh yeah, should be fun. Yeah, we got twenty four and we and we've had people back out and stuff. I was able to refill quite a few spots and stuff like that. So like we if everybody would have showed up and went through with it we probably had over 30 people interested i think the um 500 uh the, the eight game qualifying is what attracts 24 people to play right it's yeah. not a one it's not a match play five games like tpc is and that's what i wanted to do right i didn't want like i, I obviously bold your invitational and it's whatever it's a, it's a great event to, to be to do it once in my opinion you know if you get the opportunity do it if you can but you run into a guy that's hot you know, you can bowl fifteen hundred for five and lose if the guy shoots fifteen and a half. Versus if you do an eight game block with twenty four people, all you gotta do is beat half the people there and mm-hmm. you make your money back. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's uh it entices a little bit more people to join kind of thing, right? Because you don't have to finish first. It's sort of like you're playing a mini ball. tournament, right? Like mm. Yeah. Yeah. On on a on a committee standpoint, I like the fact it's an eight game block because if you have end up with 22 you end up with 23 it's 25 you can still change your payout but you still only can take your top your top 12 right so yeah you could it, it, uh, it, it does save you a little bit of a hassle somebody drops out last minute uh, you can make it work right where it's not yeah like, exactly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you're not least. you're not too too strapped but ahead of time and stuff to confirm everybody's uh involvement uh I think we have, yeah, Chantal's joining it this year. I think she's our only female uh, bowler joining. So excited to have Chantal up here and mm-hmm. shooting her shot with everybody else. And uh, it's awesome to see. No, got a good field, I think. Uh, had a couple people back out, but still a strong field. You know, Bobby coming in last year as our winner. And Sylvain and Max and Alex and all the Quebec guys are in there. Chantal as well. So it's uh going to be fun it's going to be fun i'm excited to see jb's part of it too he's coming up you, he's all jacked uh, up for that too so do you have a list awesome. of all of those i know yeah. um, wcbt guys are always promoting those lists of who plays in shifts and it's, it's i think it's fun for people to look to see who's playing 
you know, the yeah. same shit. Yeah, you, so can have can... A, you can have a look at it if Dexter uh, wants to open up the Timmins Invitational page. Uh, the, all the entry lists are updated there. And, doing a little, uh, doing a little t- uh, freestyle Timmins preview show for you next week. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, we're uh, we're looking forward to it. It'll be fun. It's always and, fun. It's always fun. Then, we might have uh, we have Five Pin Universe doing the live stream, breaking news. Right. So uh, props to uh, Carrie for helping out with that. So we're looking forward to see uh, what's going to be Jimmy rigged, and a little breaking news too. We might have some uh, mic'd up moments as well. I got a couple wireless mics, whatever. So we might slap it on some boys who want to, or girls who want to put it on uh, during the qualifying shift while they're on the stream or something like that. So we'll see. We'll see how it works. We'll see who I hand over the mic to. There's probably a few I like people that, that I won't hand it over to. But uh, you but, should think, uh, think when Dexter was playing the open qualifying, Dex, you were averaging three ten and two ninety. We should have thrown it on you then. Like you're com- you're super comfortable then. You should, or in a oh yeah, like. You yeah. would not have wanted to hear the conversations. <laughs> you, but when a guy is like, when do you give it to a guy when he's in the mix fighting for it? Or do you give it to a guy who's just blowing through things and it's like, hey, you know. Well, you're, that's you're, the thing, you're right? You're gonna, making the cut now, man. Like, let's to, chat uh, you're yeah. going to have, that's why. I'm going to keep the mics close to me so nobody just steals them <laughs> and goes off on these things. Because obviously we're representing uh, Five Pin Universe and we're also representing Timmins Invitational and the city of Timmins and stuff like that. So we want to keep it somewhat pg but i think it'd be a cool inside little something different i've always mentioned it i think i mentioned it on the uh on the commentary that i did on the weekend and uh it's always fun i've always wanted to do a mic'd up match you know see what people are doing in the pit kind of thing right see what they're talking see who's involved uh you know in the bowling who's swearing it well who's kind of saying what kind of thing so it'd be different to see as the live stream mighty plucks haven't played uh, average pros yet have you so that that that's what it was during the live stream or the oh. commentary, whatever Henry had jumped on, whatever. And I said, said Henry, I said, we'll have to do a mic'd up night when we play each other. And he said he was in. So, oh, I haven't gotten I've to always- that part. I've been rewatching it, and I was like, man, you're 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 a professional commentary host, Al. Like, I'm like, sign this guy up for the rest yeah. of the season, man. Yeah. But see, I've always wanted what- to uh, get like a three D because you can get the three D cameras, and I just yeah. wanted to put it in the pit in the middle of an open like an okay. open match just so that you can you know record a full 360 you can go back and watch it and you can look at any direction and like hear what people are saying and just see the intensity and stuff like that i always thought that would be super cool i think during the cash tournaments and stuff though micing up people would be hilarious very <laughs> exactly. different from the open mm-hmm. but, exactly it's just yeah. something that i've been thinking about for a while and then while i was in oakville uh for that uh, club tour event barker was going around and he had a wireless mic kind of just pinned on his shirt and he had this contraption in his phone, and it was just a wireless connection. And he was going around and kind of updating people, you know, with his wireless yeah. mic and stuff like that. And I'm yeah. like, why don't we just pin one of those to a bowler, and then we can have a mic'd up whatever live stream and kind of see how that goes. Uh, so I, I came home, and I ordered myself some mics, pretty much the exact same ones that Steve had, and we'll, uh, we'll give it a shot. Nice well, we'll see what character. happens, but I think yeah. it's, uh, I thought it was super cool, especially, you know, I'm hoping obviously I'm bowling on Sunday afternoon, whatever, but if I'm not, then, you know, kind of move around with the, with the camera and you can update people on the live stream with, uh, with matches without being directly behind the camera, which is technically right behind the pit, right? So you don't need people hearing you commentate as they're bowling. So this way, you know, from further away, you can still provide some good commentary without being glued to the action and everybody hearing every whisper that you say, because sometimes you can hear a, a pin drop in those places in those tense moments. Right. So 
Hmm. Absolutely. This is leading to a whole lot of possibilities. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, tune in. Tune in on the live stream. See what happens. So we were talking about your your high roller event there. Do we talk about the uh, the Thursday event that sounds like is going to happen at Nebs? <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, mm-hmm. yeah, this is Nebs's thing. So this is uh, Jeff England uh, concoction. So you wouldn't expect anything different from from the Englands, right? But uh, they're they're contemplating and want some feedback on a potential two ball event on the Thursday night. So what the exact format would be is still kind of up in the air. Uh, I think Jeff had mentioned potentially doing an eight game tournament, and it would just be straight two ball. With the potential to pay up an additional whatever amount for it to count as a potential qualifying shift, if your score was good enough. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, which is interesting, and there might be yeah. some people that want to do that. There, I don't mind the two ball event, whatever. I don't mind the two ball before. Event. You got to pay before. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean that that just means you're foregoing the opportunity to throw your third ball. It just means you're two it in the you're, gutter. You're so. guaranteed throwing balls away. Yeah, you're oh, gonna be really you I mean, confident that you're gonna be throwing a lot of strikes. Yeah, I mean yeah. you're you're throwing. So how many pins is that? I mean, you, in in a game, you're you're maybe eight marks in a game, nine marks in a game. So one to two frames so, a game, you're you're pinning. So you're 15 pins in the third ball. How, I mean, yeah. what's like, that? I'm, I'm pretty sure I average like two. Two and a half head pins a game. Okay, so you're looking, you're looking at in an eight game block, you're looking at twenty head pins, right? So you're twenty head pins. That means you're throwing away at least five points every time you punch. Hang on, right? Hang on. So you're looking but, at, back this but up. strikes win you're championships. Punching, you're punching eight twenty times in an eight game block. That's uh, not unreasonable. Yeah, though. yeah, two and a half. Yeah, two and a half times a game. Yeah, you're yeah, punching two, uh, twice a game for sure. That seems like there'll, there'll be games where I'll have none. There'll be there'll be games I'll have none. There'll be games I'll have five. There's no chance that your average is two yes. and a half head pins a game. I don't. I don't think. Oh, it's here we go. I, I, no, I don't. I don't. I don't no think it's unreasonable to, th- to think that you've had a three head pin game and one with one on it. So that evens it out, doesn't it? Over right? an eight game block, your oh, your twenty head pins. I'm blowing my mind out if I'm punching twenty times in eight games. No, aren't you guys? Well, I guess if you're getting eighty percent strikes on the airtime, but I'll, that doesn't I'll, seem like I'll, I'll, be, I'll be I'll be happy if I can hit the middle twenty times. No, but <laughs> like, correct me, am I not? That this seems like, like somebody's got to be with me here. This look okay. So even if it's two, but guaranteed, it's at least two, at least two. No. So average is on average, two, right? I would say two for sure. So even so that's sixteen. That's sixteen punches in in eight games, right? So that's eighty points you're guaranteed to throw away, right? I think Guaranteed. it would just be interesting to see what the scores would be. I think it would just be fun to do. Yeah. I don't think I would re up on the letting it count for a qualifying shift, but I'd like to. I'd play in it because oh, I've thrown I would, so, I would I've thrown so many third balls away. I would actually like to see how the scoring would be affected by having I, just a two ball tournament. I, I'm I'm in. So okay, the other question would be, in tenth frame, would you get three balls like ten pin? No oh, shit. I don't know. You only get yeah. two strikes. I don't know. Well, I, well, have, I think you'd have to be able to, for the four fifty. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the I, tenth frame you blow all three there, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Here you go. Here you go. Darryl. I'm blown away by this stat. I don't. I don't. I'd have to see that. Where's the JB okay. stat book from? So. The yeah. Punches. I th- it's plausible. I don't think. It's... I, I, I'm more with like. 
Joshua, but the, yeah. if you're on a heater, it's not twenty. But if no, you're fighting exactly. the if you're averaging three hundred, you're not punching. You're not punching I, I, two times. Well, I'm still, not because I'm missing the middle. I miss. I miss the middle more than I punch the head pin. But I, if, I you're, think... if you're, you know, in the in the mix and you're averaging two sixty, you're you could very well. You're averaging two sixty and you're hitting the middle ninety percent of the time. You're punching twice again. Yeah. You, you, Somebody's got to prove this to well. me. I'll, I mean, <laughs> if 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 you're playing well, you're, I think there's still the, the players are still going to be at the top. I, I think at the end of the day, if you're playing well, regardless of how many points you're missing on the deck. Missing I want to see. Yeah, but yeah. the best one, I think, would be is how many times you go five miss or three pin through the hole. That's going to be a kick in the nuts. <laughs> right? <'Cause> you, <laughs> right? I mean, let's face right, that, right? Right? Because, yeah, I mean, I, if, I, I don't know if I'm going for a spare or I'm just going for the inside, right? Just to make <laughs> Going sure for the wood. Inside. Going for the wood yeah, on the inside. Yeah, going on the other side. I think that changes perspective, right, a little bit. But then you, yes, yeah. you're not getting your 12 count on the third ball anymore. Yeah, but I think you're, you're throwing away a lot of pins though on that third ball in a game. So your average comes way down by not. You guys probably have stats for bowling games at your bowling center or whatever. Just take out the third ball from all your like league games and see what you average. Yeah. See what it is. See what your two ball average would be. I, but I anyways, like... back to the idea for club tour for Neb. <laughs> yeah. I think Hold it's on. a super cool. Oh, not... Dexter's uh, finding something. Not done yet. Um, Kevin Holdsworth at TPC, uh, 2021, 3.1. Uh, like, um, here, let me share this. Uh, oh, he's bringing up the head pins per game stats. Yeah. Let me look at Daryl's. Oh, Daryl. Daryl said, prove it to me. <laughs> hey, Daryl, 2.19. You, you, you were 2.19. Wow. That is the grainiest image ever. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to blow it up. Well, this is... And I was near the top. <laughs> oh, shit, guys. Well, you, well you, you, didn't, you didn't blow yourself like you said you would, so, uh, you know. 16 still games alive. played. Yeah. Well, uh, or we give Daryl the opportunity to do it right now. But I had a 78% <laughs> hit rate. Okay, so out of 78. <laughs> 78, yeah. So if you were to hit 100% of the time, you're punching 2.77 times a game. So are we calling unsparables? What are we? What's that. is that a head pin? Is that a split and a aces? Yeah. yeah. So, there's your proof. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. it, it's so great I got to use you. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I think for I think as a um, as a, a standalone tournament, I think that's great. I think it'd be super fun. It'd be something different. And Nebs is the one place in the entire country that could really do it. Well, unless I guess pro score, you could either have pro score where you can end your frame or you have nebs where they can just program it. And do whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. So, Whereas Celtronic, we can just do a zero. You can always add a zero to it, right? You would, but you would have to manually do that oh, every man. single time. Whereas in pro score, yeah. you just end your frame or nebs. You just write it. Right. So I know Mitch was like definitely pushing hard in a little group chat going, being like, this is the way he wants to see this for the future. And I just, I can't see it. Yeah. You know, so, this is, uh, so I that was getting I, no traction I'll, fast. Uh, it was like, about, let's change the score as well. Hey guys. So I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you guys a heads up about six years ago when I was on the C5 technical committee, they, uh, a person from Quebec brought it forward and they run a, a, a two ball uh, league in one of the centers. But then when you look at it, you know how much infrastructure each of these centers need to change in order for this to work? Every that, scoring system would have to change. So that's Every what it came one. down to. Yeah. It was like, 
It just doesn't make any sense. On Not that only aspect. that, this is this is the only sport that's really out there that punishes you punishes you for doing what you're supposed to do, and that's hit the middle, right? You're supposed to be accurate. You're supposed to hit the middle, and this is the one game that already <laughs> punishes you for hitting the middle lots because you're going to get some unspare balls, and that's the bad break that you're going to get. But now you're also going to exemplify that and force you to immediately take at least a five pin hit every time, right? So. Me personally, I would hate to see that actually change into into <coughs> normalcy for for our sport. But um, it, it, it oh, fundamentally, single tournament, I think, would be great. It, it fundamentally changes the game of five pin bowling, and that's you know, right. We're not we're not same... ten pin bowling. Like that's exactly. not who we are. Let's know who we are, not try to change the world. I know it might change time and and stuff, but that's it's not who yeah. we are. It's like CFL and NFL. One's four downs, one's three downs. It's just fundamentally different. And, and, and in 10-pin, be... you get significantly less unsparables, for one, right? And, you know, we fundamentally changed our game when we got rid of the counterpin. Um, and that's okay. Like, I, I understand that thought process because it made the game way more fun for a lot of people because they were actually able to get points because a lot of them weren't good and they weren't going to get in the corners, and they were getting zero points. So you're not going to retain people if you're doing that. But they also did it at a time period where there wasn't infrastructure in place. It was all manual scoring, right? So making that change was really no big deal, whereas now when we have programs that are costing, like for our center, if we wanted to put in Cubica, you're looking at $240,000, $250,000, right? There... Is Cubica going to be willing to go in and reprogram all the five pit centers out there? What if your system is older and is incapable of doing that? It's just asking a lot for, um, for centers to get on board with that. So, um, while I would love to do it for a tournament, and I would love to do a counterpin tournament, I would love to do a counterpin tournament. If Nems decided, hey, we're going to do a counterpin tournament for it, I would be a hundred percent. I think it'd be super fun to do. Yeah. For yeah, I, don't, for I don't think this is going to be a full-time event or anything like that because uh, our tour finals the following season for the club tour are actually going to be on the Thursday night as well. So, But they might decide to run two events at the same time, say if this two-ball tournament picks up steam, whatever, where some people want to bowl it. But, uh, but like you said, if you're punching twice a game, you're going to lose 10 pins a game. Basically, so, it so your two eighty average will now be two seventy averages. Or but it's just whatever. a singles event, right? For the for this year coming up for a club tour. Yeah, for Thursday. yeah. Just a singles. I believe so. Yeah, I, and I believe so. Fee, do we know what that's going to look like? No, it's very, very, very preliminary. Jeff just and, wanted some uh, some yeah. feedback as to kind of what people thought about it. So feel free so to more, comment or whatever, and, and let us know or let Jeff know, anyways, to see yeah. uh, see what it is. But yeah, just to start some discussion on it. Uh, more two ball concept. tournament. Yeah. Right now, we're just kind of brainstorming. It was an eight-game tournament with the possibility of re-upping if you wanted to before your shift to see if it would qualify for the uh, actual main event kind of thing. So, think, yeah, I very think, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be a super fun tournament to do just on its own. I, 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 don't, I don't like the being able to use that as your shift. I think it's your... It's your Thursday night trios, your Thursday night quad, whatever, like at Regina or your event. It shouldn't be tied to the main event. I think that personally, I don't mind it because uh, it's not it's not an advantage. It's not an advantage in any way. So if they want to, then by all all accounts, let them. To me, mm -hmm. I don't think it matters to me any. Like I said, it's not an advantage, so let them. 
Yeah, sure. it would be kind sure. of silly to do it, but sure, it's not an advantage. But uh, it's just a, it's a, it's a gimmick event. Have uh, uh, st- uh, st- stick to what it is, and it's a gim- It's a, it's a, it's, it's a, a fun so event, right? It's like make it a, make it a, make it a doubles event, a doubles two ball event. So it's two balls and yeah. two balls, or it's uh, yeah. whatever. Like it's, and then you you run something neat. It, it's yeah. John, you're right. That that is definitely the pro to it for sure. Um, I just don't, I just don't know if it. For me personally, I just don't know if it outweighs the rest of it. I don't know. And and Greeny, it, you're right. <laughs> you're right. 17-0 is, is altering the game too. It absolutely is. For there's sure. There's only two of them though, right? How many are there? Oh, uh, there's more uh, than two. But Bronx is one. Yeah, Bronx, Bronx is, is 17 inches? Yeah. Yeah. People don't you realize just Bronx is one. Yeah. Because their maintenance is like shit. <laughs> but <laughs> but they are but they are they are seventeen inches there. So all the whole center is seventeens. Yeah. 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 Wow. Now 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 they have black and white bases all in different pins throughout the whole center, but they're seventeen inches. Yeah. <laughs> anybody else? So that's three uh, that we know of. Winnipeg anybody? No. Those are the only ones I know of for sure. What's the big restriction? Obviously the cost to changing it to seventeenth, and is it really that much cost difference or what's the it's why are why are not more people moving it over to seventeenth? It's a lot of work. Talk to me. It, and what what is a lot of work? Like, well, you, you so you have to you have to get new. Well, I don't know what the proper word is, but your shaker boards up top where you have your your pins yeah. pull into the buckets. You got to get all new ones, right? New, so you're gonna have yeah. to get for us. You have to get sixteen new ones. You're gonna have to cut out the holes in the proper spots, move everything over, put them all back in. And is it gonna be better? We're already getting way more deflect where when it. Since we put in our synthetics, we're getting way more deflection already. Where um, the slower ball speeds are jumping to the, you know, in front of the two pins, it's hitting the outside of the three pin, and it's not getting to the two pins. You move those pins in a little bit more; it's going to be worse. Like for us personally, on the synthetics that we have, no, nobody sub thirty will get regular strikes, thirty kilometers an hour at all. So for us personally, I, I don't think we'd ever change that. Um, it's just not. It's not worth it for the work that's involved. But yeah, Fair. and you have to, the string tensions and all those things as they come down. They'd have to be adjusted, or is it more? That, that's not really going to be a whole lot different. Okay, it's just building everything and doing it. And and Nebs, Nebs did it right away, and Nebs did a great job of it. But they've got their own CNC machine, and they're building things in the back all the time. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah, like it's. To make they have all the, those holes. Uh, yeah. yeah, a little bit more resources to do it. Um, Screw them off, redo them all. It's it's a it's a significant time frame to do it all. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. Um, sorry, this is getting technical again, but the question is, the pin decks, like the walls that are in the back where the ball returns come down, is the distance there to the back, like say pin cushion or in behind there, is that mandated is that the same or can the ball return be out four feet and then the wall is comes out further up into the pin deck yeah. into the lane you know what to i mean be certified just, it has to be within a certain range yeah there's a specs manual if you like maybe that's something daryl would on the c5 website you should it gives you all the specs and it's really kind of uh interesting uh, on all the specs on how they have to be right so okay yeah so they have to be within a certain parameter of how far the wood side paneling is, how yeah. how wide the back gutter is to the pin cushion. They have to be, they have to be, okay, cool. 
Um, let's we can find it here if you'd like. Is this the Dexter Rulebook corner? Yes. <laughs> oh no! Don't so, don't even start out. Don't you know, Brad, 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 Brad was asking about it. Oh, yeah, there you go. We 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 got to be losing viewers right now. <laughs> <laughs> the distance from the end of the lane to the nearest point of the pincushion shall be at least twenty-five inches and not more than thirty inches. Twenty-five to thirty difference. from the back of the pin deck to the pincushion. Yeah. Hmm. No, you were there. And then what about the side walls? Uh, that I'm not sure of. What about the height to the... Where's the lane certification guys out here? <laughs> what about the, uh, the height of the, from the bottom of the base of the pin, the lane, well, how, to how, the how roof? You, like the, how the... would you send Daryl the, the information that he can read up on? No, it? not going to happen. I just have a couple of quick questions here. There you go. They're not quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like how high until the wall? Like that piece of plywood where you have the pins go through, like... The height can those be dropped down and lowered so that the pin, as it goes up, it hits it, comes back down quicker. What's the, what's no. the distance? You mean, you mean from like above, like where the pins are held? Yeah. You don't want to do that, Daryl. <laughs> you don't so, want to bring them down. No, you don't. So, um, from past experience, now uh, obviously synthetic lanes wear way less than wood do, but when we were getting our lane sanded, um, normally you have to replace two or three pin pucks where the pins come down and sit on those black spots. Um, you normally have to replace two or three of those. We were having to replace 30 and it was because our lanes, when they were installed in 1982 in our, in our new building, they were installed too low. Every machine has a slowdown cycle and well, at least RCA ones do. And if you don't have it, if you don't have it high enough, you don't hit that and your pins are just slamming into the lanes. So you got to uh, wear down your bases, gotcha. you got to wear down the lanes, and your pins are never going to set proper. Gotcha. So the triangle yeah. board, as Warren calls it. Thanks. Yeah, triangle board, yeah. 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 Oh, okay, so, so you don't want that. There's no, I mean, would it actually help the scoring? Probably not, right? So do you, you, know, you know what the crazy part is? And I will say this. There was one proprietor I saw out there post a photo trying to get better pinfall this week, and he put bands in between the, the pin up above on the triangle board to see if they get more ricochet for some Yeah, reason. in between where the, the, the pin buckets, which is odd to me because, like, <laughs> that's not going to help. It's just going to make erratic pinfall. You know, you're going to hit it and it's going to shoot off one direction rather than where it's supposed to go. It's just strange. Different. Hmm. Do you have any other questions, Daryl? Yeah, can you, yeah, as Tim says, rubber, what else? Can you put like a, an elastic band onto the triangle board? So when the pins hit it, they come back down. But again, you don't want that because you're just going to damage your lanes. I right. will say that I will say there's maybe some lanes that we know that might tie their two pins up in the top of the machines. And so it'll swing around and, and kick back. Is that lane six in Grand Prairie or what? Oh, that, yeah. Yeah, After you know watching what, that, those guys, those pins flying on Sunday. Hey, so I heard, I heard they moved that monkey to lane different lane. So if they change their lanes, we know why. That I don't know. Lane. I saw, I commentated on that match on Sunday, and uh, there was some pins flying mysteriously. We've uh, th that's happened before up there. Maybe we'll have to put them on. That, that's why that, that he, he even said that. That's why they picked that lane because the monkeys there or whatever. And maybe uh, we need we're gonna start needing some pit cameras. 
Hell yeah. You, you know what the disappointing part is? Hawk is, like built that team so he can play on it, and he, and he dis, disappoints us every time he plays, even with the monkey, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Why is Haka going anchor? But we had this conversation <laughs> in the office. It's time for you to go sit in the three hole. Don't 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 be playing anchor anymore, and, man. And given you're you're going holidays, frames. you come back and you're an anchor spot. What are you doing? Your team's yeah. doing well. Just go to the middle. <laughs> Anyways, how about that club tour? Yeah, that's real. Yeah, the one the one thing that's going to change for t- for uh, club tour though, uh, and that's actually going to start this weekend in Timmins or next weekend in Timmins, is that uh, it's going to be a start a fresh start of an escalating perfect game pod that will travel to each tournament. So awesome. I'm excited to see uh, to see where that goes as well. So uh, obviously we've seen some big numbers with the WCVT events. You know, Bobby winning 15k, and I'm sure there's been some other big pots as well uh, over the year. So I'm excited to see where that comes. And I'm also excited because, you know, Timmins is, you know, arguably one of the better pinfall houses. So I'd like to give out a big check to somebody. And and that might also attract uh, some more bowlers to Timmins to say, well, where's the best odds of bowling a perfect game for this 15 to 10,000 or $20,000 pot? Mm-hmm. Might be Timmins. So, uh, so yeah, no, it's a, that, that's one thing that's going to start this year. So excited about that. So you will have a little bit of a, Probably a few grand to carry over to Nebs, assuming there's no perfect game next weekend. That's awesome. But if Timmins is the the place and you know most likely to throw it, yeah, you might. You might. You might. might. Uh, Mitch did it last year, and that was the first one since I think Pete Blanchard was the last one to do it at the Invitational, anyways. So Crazy. he did it uh, several years ago too. So, what do it's you cool. somewhat expect the cut to be? Uh, cut this year, uh, probably similar to last year, probably a little bit higher. Uh, they obviously with the renovations, when they did the renovations, it was mainly, you know, kind of computer systems, you know, lights, attractions, you know, the masking units and stuff like that. So, uh, but at the same time, they really did an overhaul on the machines in the back as well. They kind of leveled off all the, the decks and stuff like that. They rechanged the bases. I don't know if that was last year or the beginning of this year. Uh, they rechanged or they changed all the bands on all the pins and stuff like that. So the pinfalls improved a little bit. I found anyways from bowling my league. So uh, yeah, so yeah, so it's uh, probably a little bit higher. I probably say about twenty, twenty like sixty four. If I was going to pick a number or something like that uh, for a top thirty two cut, we don't do consolation here in Timmins. So uh, I think last year was twenty thirty five or something like that. So I figured a little bit of a jump. And the field is pretty strong this year too. A lot of the regulars are coming up, but there's also a lot of uh, new guys from Southern Ontario that are probably going to help bump that number up too. So, uh, so yeah, I figure about that. So that's, I mean, you're two fifty five, two sixty there. I mean, pushing into that yeah. twenty eighty zone. I mean, that's a that's a solid cut line, right? If you're pushing two sixty, I mean, that's a reputable tournament that you know guys are got to come and play. Yeah, twenty twenty one hundred is kind of I think the number a lot of people strive for in Timmins, yeah. whatever. Like some of you guys. Over there, it might say twenty two hundred for some of your bigger events, kind of thing, or some of the better scoring houses like Regina, maybe TPC stuff like that. But I don't think it even got that high for you guys this year. So uh, I think twenty one in Timmins, and you sit, you're sit. If you're at twenty sixty, twenty seventy, you're going to be close. Mm-hmm. But twenty one, twenty one, it should be a solid number. Nice. Well, that's. I mean, so that's it. Guys are shooting for the twenty one hundreds. Yeah. As yeah. so, soon as you have more people there, the more quality shows up too, right? And well, that's exactly. the tough part. I mean, your normal cut might go up a little bit because I think just the quality's there, right? 
Yeah, that's uh, it's awesome. The guys from Southern Ontario uh, have done a really great job. Even the guys from Quebec too, and the girls from Quebec too have done a really good job helping promote Timmins as a tournament too. So we've uh, definitely seen an uptick in the caliber of bowlers, like you know the Sylvains, the Mitches, the Bobbies of the world. They're all coming up now, so it's uh, it's nice to see uh, nice to see them come up and support. And uh, obviously, they're all good guys and girls too, so they're fun to hang out with for the weekend too. So it's awesome. Do you do anything on Friday, or do you run two qualifying shifts Friday, two qualifying shifts Saturday? Uh, for Timmins, we just run the one qualifying shift on Friday. Uh, we never used to have a qualifying shift on Friday. Uh, we introduced it a couple of years ago. Uh, it's an 11 o'clock start, and the reasoning behind that was to allow the Sudbury North Bay people to potentially leave Friday morning. If they left by 6, 7 o'clock, they can still make it in time. This way it prevents them from having an extra uh, night stay, I guess you can say, if they were to leave Thursday. But I think this year... I think a lot of people are coming up on Thursday because I think our biggest shift is the Friday morning. Now I think we have 70, hold on. I have my list right here. Uh, 72, uh, 73 people in on the, on the Friday morning shift. And then, uh, and then we have uh, a two ball best ball tournament on the uh, Friday night as kind of our fun slash, you know, you guys run bakers or something like that. Uh, mm -hmm. We run a two ball best ball tournament. So, uh, so we do that Friday night and then two qualifying shifts on Saturday an eight 30 and a two 33 o'clock usually for the, uh, for the third shift. So yeah, so we're still getting to 200 entries and we're only having or close to 200 entries. We hope uh, with only having three shifts is introducing a fourth shift in the cards. Maybe. But that's maybe something that I have to discuss with Nat first. I'm sure she's watching now. I've seen her comment a couple times, but, uh, <laughs> but maybe it's something we will have to introduce, right? Because uh, a lot of people, like, you know, we see a lot of people throwing three, four, even some five shifts, right? So uh, uh, yeah. why not? Why not? Why not put it out there? And, and the way with Timmins, too, the way our current schedule works, obviously, we have the Friday shift, and then we have the Friday night event, and the Friday night events, to be honest, a little bit of a social gathering, we can say. Uh, so who's going to wake up, who's going to wake up at seven o'clock in the morning on the Saturday to bowl the second shift when they know there's one in the afternoon kind of thing. Right. So it's, uh, so do we introduce a, you know, another Friday afternoon to try to split it up and then kind of just reduce the time a little bit. I don't know. It's, uh, up for discussion and, uh, it's been discussed, so we'll see what happens, but we're, we're happy with how it's running now. Like I said, back in the day, it was straight best ball Friday night, two qualifying shifts Saturday and then a Sunday round. Uh, so we've expanded it quite a bit over the last couple of years to add that third shift. And now we have the high roller on the Thursday night. So that went from 12 to 24. So it's, it's turning into an event kind of thing, right? And it's, uh, awesome. sure and we've, we've had really good support. So we appreciate, uh, we appreciate the promotion that you guys offer and obviously the other tournaments and all the, all the bowlers too that uh, spread the word around. Um, yeah, with uh, with club tour becoming a thing next year, that's that's probably when you might want to start considering that fourth shift, right? Especially because yep. you know there's there's a good opportunity that a bunch of Westerners will be flying out for it, and I've always <laughs> wanted to go. I've always mm -hmm. I've always wanted to go for sure. But um, it's it uh, it's it's definitely something that uh, is going to be considered, and and we always in our discussion when we started talking about club tour. It was like, I think Timmins will probably be a huge benefactor of entries as well because it'll be the last stop of the first tour year as well, right? So it'll be your last chance mm -hmm. to make the tour finals, right? So if you had a crappy tournament or a couple crappy tournaments to start, well, you might want to hit up that third event if you haven't hit it up before kind of thing, right? So Absolutely. hopefully we'll bring a lot, of, a lot of new faces next year and 
I think it's uh, and it's really cool to have that progressive perfect game pod going. We haven't had that in ever kind of thing. Well, I I started the the, esca, the 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 escalating perfect game pod just in Timmins, but it only got up to like three grand and then Mitch won it kind of thing, whatever it was last year. So so it'd be nice to see a a big number and because I remember bowling masters and stuff like that and some of the perfect game pots were you know, eight, nine, ten grand. Dan Taylor, when he did it at the Open, I think in Timmins, one eight or nine grand or something like that. So, oh, what, what is it uh, for? It's Masters of the Open or something where it's like one of them is over like thirty grand, is it not? Uh, Masters, I think it is. Yeah, I thought the Open Masters is there. Was that one one? That was one in two thousand nine. So, but I mean, it's been <laughs> how many years? Yeah, Thirteen uh, years. Yeah, our 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 Open one's massive. Our provincial one. Because the last time that was one, I think it was either Colin Keir or um, Derwin Noble. That's how long ago it was. And we would have thought last year with Bonnie Doon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Al, to put you on the spot there, you had mentioned a, a whole whack of players who are playing, obviously, the the big names, the Mitches and the Gregs and the Sylvans and the guys and all that. Oh. But any other name dropping you want to throw on some of the you know, lesser known that you think would have a, you know, good showing or maybe the young that are playing YBCs or maybe some of the females just as you're looking through the list, like, you know, everybody likes a good name drop. So let's put you on the spot and see what you can uh, rattle off for us. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Kyle Bollier, a young kid, kind of a couple years out of uh, YBC. He'll be bowling the high roller this year and a lot of the events. I know his family's really into uh his bowling career and stuff like that. So it's kind of one of the guys that I'd probably keep an eye out. He's a, he's a hard thrower, uh, should do well in Timmins, usually bowls well in Timmins, has made the cut in Timmins before. Uh, so it's a, a guy to keep uh, to keep an eye on. Uh, Lyle as well, I know you've probably met him at Nebs, uh, is always a guy that bowls well in Timmins as well. He's shot some huge scores in Timmins. So definitely another kind of Subway Northern Ontario guy to keep an eye out. Uh, awesome. Like, even like Matt Houston, like I don't, like I know everybody knows who Matt Houston is, but like he hasn't been up in Timmins in a long time. I don't even know if he's been back since after his win. Like he won Timmins a while ago, so he might be a guy that hasn't been here in a while that might play well because he played decent in uh, Oakville as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, other name drops, just your standard, your regular guys. You know, you always got Daryl Gauthier, who I think is, a great bowler. He's just a little bit of a head case, and I'm I'm allowed to say that. So because uh, he knows, because he knows, because he knows, he's on our mighty plucks team. Whatever, we're good friends, and you just got to get his head into the game. But it's definitely somebody to to keep an eye out for in Timmins. Uh, but yeah, no, I think those. I think Kyle will probably be the the guy uh, in my opinion. But cool. yeah, there's a lot of the regular guys too, like you said, like even like Fred Martin uh, from the Quebec Lumberjacks. You know, he finished second to Mitch last year, and it was his first time up in Timmins, so he's probably coming up with, you know, aspirations to to take her down too. So, again, hard thrower, kind of just straight up the gut. So, uh, he'll he'll play well again. Good. It'll be fun to see the list and see the stats, and as things start to unfold and uh, and who starts making their way for the cut, it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, our stats uh, our stats are going to be on our webpage and on our Facebook page, so you'll be able to check them out there. Our stats uh, team is. Uh, pretty awesome at putting them out they're usually uh out and about pretty quick uh we're excited with the new obviously the renovations for everybody to see that uh i say our renovations not my bowling alley this is not <laughs> barry's bowling alley because i've had this question come up a few times at the invitation like, oh you know you run the place i'm like no nah, man i just i just bowl here 
<laughs> but uh, but yeah, so Nat and Clint uh, have done a lot of work. Her daughter Vanessa chipped in, and a lot of their family have chipped in. Uh, they got a lot of they got some new video games that came in and stuff like that. So like Neb awesome. style kind of big video games that are coming in. So they're kind of going a little bit on the entertainment side. So that'll be a lot of fun. Obviously, the new renovations are are fun to see. Uh, the scoring systems will be different, so that'll be interesting uh, as well. Uh, we even have a Bufa rep slash tech guy that's coming up for the weekend and joining us. He's even bowling the best ball on the Friday night with uh, one of our local bowlers. So it's uh, it's awesome. It's going to be pretty neat to have him here, and hopefully he'll be around to make things run really smooth for us mm, uh, as, awesome. as, we, as we navigate our first year with the new system. So That's awesome. Who's coming up? Uh, Guillaume. Okay. Yeah, so he's, uh, I think he's a 10-pin bowler for the most part kind of thing, but he has dabbled in 5-pin, and he reached out, and he wanted to play, and uh, I found him a partner. So uh, That's awesome. So, yeah. Were they so, at Nebs as well, I think, wasn't weren't they? They had a couple rep, They had a couple people that play, I guess, the soft belly duck yeah. pin kind of thing that were there. Uh, part of the, uh, yeah, they had a couple guys there that might have been represented by Bufa, but, uh, but Guillaume, I guess, is one of their tech slash installer guys kind of thing so he's uh and he's a blast whatever he's coming up with sylvain so sylvain knows him oh fun fairly well Perfect. as well so he's uh he's uh, he'll be a fun time to be around that's awesome that's really exciting so they put in yeah. cubica did they put in new lanes as well no they've had synthetics installed uh okay well 10 so, 10 years ago or so 15 years ago i Bad with so timing. pinfall's not changing at all. It's just the scoring system itself. That's awesome. Exactly right. So that's why you know the renovations from from my aspect were a little bit different than your recreational bowler. But like you said, they 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 really did a lot of adjustments and stuff like that when it comes to the machinery. Really did an overhaul all at the same time with adjusting all their their decks and stuff like that. So it's uh, so they did put a lot of work into that. So uh, and it, you can tell that the pinfall is a little bit better for sure. That's awesome. With the new with the new bands, the new bases. I remember Clint had pulled out one of the pins of a used, of an old pin, whatever, and it was like almost, you know, almost a half inch difference, kind of from the stance from a new base to the old bases, kind of, and that's how the old bases were worn out. Yeah, totally. So, uh, so it's uh, it obviously affects the the deflection, like you guys keep mentioning, right? So, mm -hmm. it's uh, it, it'll be fun to see. I mean, I'm excited. That's awesome. Yeah, really looking forward to seeing the live stream. Like I said, I really. Really looking forward to getting out there at one point. It's gonna yeah, we've heard we've really heard that before. We have heard yeah. that before. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I even gave somebody from the Five Pin U broadcast or podcast a free shift into the Invitational. Uh, I believe I did that when we did either a preview show or a Five PL show, and I'm pretty sure I had offered a shift. I said, if anybody, one of you guys, you guys figure it out. I said, if anybody wants a free shift into Timmins. I said, we'll send an invite out to one of the podcast crews. So it had been the U3 and Carrie, uh, probably. Maybe, I don't know. I don't think Adam was on the podcast at the time. But, uh, but yeah, the invite's always there. You guys are always welcome. I know it's tough. I get it, man. You guys got Regina the weekend after. It's uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. I get it. So uh, no hard feelings there. Uh, but, yeah, well, you're more than welcome to come up. We'd love to have you guys here. Yeah, it's, it's going to happen. I've always talked with Mitch a few times where I was like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to come out. I'm going to play Timmins. I'm going to hang out with you for four days and then fly to Regina. Yeah, in between, right? Yeah, you got to make it a trip out of it. Yeah. Make make it a full week or 10 make day kind 10 of day. bowling trip kind of thing, right? So yeah. It's just too bad that it's, it's not like in the summer where I could go watch a Jays game for four days and then. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the bowling alley is not that busy during that time to take 10 days off, hey? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. No big deal. But yeah, it's yeah. uh, Both it's uh, it, hey, Herbert. Herbert did it a couple of years ago or last year, I think. Whatever, but I guess he was in the process of moving, whatever. But he did Timmins, Regina, and then moved back to Calgary. I think he's at right now. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, that was a little bit different circumstances. But even Mitch, Mitch does it. Greg does it. Uh, there's a lot of people that oh, do right. it, but they're a lot closer to Timmins than you guys are. So it's uh, yeah. a little bit different. So, but it's all good. Welcome. The invite's always there, gentlemen. And if anybody else wants to enter the Timmins Invitational, we still got room for this next weekend, so feel free <laughs> to shoot me a little message there. Perfect. Awesome. Hey, <laughs> that sounded so sincere. No, it was sincere. <laughs> it was sincere. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, super excited for all the changes. Really excited about Club Tour. Um, that's definitely something for me to think about next year as well, too. It's becoming a lot of travel for a lot of tournaments, but it's worth it. So, and the nice thing about like if I travel out to club tour, I don't have to do anything. That's why I like traveling to club tour events. You know, here is like you can actually go and enjoy a tournament. That's yeah. why I went out to Regina and TPC a couple or once each kind of thing because I just wanted to go out and just try something different and not have to worry about running a bowling tournament. Right? Exactly. You can just kind of focus there, have fun, and then just hang out with your buddies and. And not have to worry about anything in the background. So it was definitely, uh, it was fun. Absolutely. Does anybody else have any questions for Al? Yeah, if anybody doesn't have any questions now, whatever, just shoot me a message or Mitch a message, uh, whoever you guys want to talk to. So, uh, <laughs> but, at this, sure. <laughs> but, at, but at this point, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting times. We're uh, looking forward to hearing what everybody has to say or any constructive criticism. Uh, we're more than welcome and open to it. So, uh, but we hope we're doing this for the bowlers. Like I said, we're just doing this. It's going to be very simple. It's going to be a quick entry, quick money transfer, and then you're going to be in. It's going to be pretty straightforward. And we'll post standings. We'll keep everybody updated, like we always do for all our tournaments. So, uh, so yeah, we're excited to be to do something. And then maybe we'll have to do a, a maybe a club tour versus WCBT event. Yeah, I totally agree. Right? Totally Something like well, that. I think we can yeah. see the makings, and somebody mentioned it earlier. I think Ryan about uh, you know national tour. I mean, as things start to take shape, you know, you're looking three, four years down the road. Maybe there's one big tour, and you have different rules or separate tours, and then one big. I don't know. It just it'll be cool see, to have the separate to tours. To so, yeah, it'll be cool to see the two different tours uh, kind of start growing. Well, you guys are obviously a few steps ahead, whatever, but it's. Uh, It'll be fun. And we, and again, this is again, just spitballing ideas that have been discussed is like, mm -hmm. we thought about potentially doing, you know, some tournaments as considered a major tournament versus yeah. some that are considered, you know, maybe 50% or 65% kind of yeah. points towards the standings kind of thing, right? Kind of like the PGA does, right? You have your three, yeah. you have your four or five majors, and then you have, you know, kind of secondary and third string events kind of thing, right? Yeah, about doing something like that. A web.com web tour is what we were like forever. Because like Stetler runs a cash tournament, and then there was like, sure. Um, oh, was it Melville, Tim, that used to run a cash tournament? Melville, yeah, down in Melville. Uh, like there was, there's a few of like ones that were like a hundred or hundred twenty dollar entry ones that were like a lot of good well, players that used to go to and. We talk uh, well. Vague doesn't have automatic scoring, and it doesn't have certified lanes. It's got sure, it's got a but, lot of work to go. Yeah. But okay, okay, not Vegger at all. But but yeah, I, I web. I always thought the same thing too. A web.com kind of tour would be um, awesome. You can count like three or four of those or something, and 
Yeah. Yeah, just something different, right? It's again discussions that we've had. We really thought thought this through, kind of thing. And there's nothing's off the table by any means. So feel free, shoot your ideas, shoot your comments. Uh, yeah, we'd love to hear them. Yeah, it's awesome. It's great to see the growth. Um, great to see the growth in club tour that we've seen this year too. And um, it's just really, I, honestly, growth in bowling as a whole, minus like certain zones around the country. A lot of a lot of places I've seen growth, and it's. Um, it's you're seeing awesome a lot. Insane. You're seeing a lot of these cash tournaments pop up too. Like we, I'd be remit, I'd be bad to not mention the Sunset Open too. That kind of uh, Megan and uh, Fabio, I think, tried to to spearhead this year. So you know they they're starting up a tournament there too, which was awesome. kind of fell into October this year. So again, it was just their first year. So you know who knows what that can become too, right? Totally. There's a lot of these kind of tournaments that you know might not get to a club tour Timmins level, but I'm assuming they probably want to get there. So if we get the support and we start kind of growing this tour, who knows what these events could end up being. But uh, it's exciting to see the growth is in these cash Mm -hmm. tournaments, right? It's in this professional side, right? I don't think you can compare numbers with Open or Masters versus the growth that we're seeing on the WCBT, now with the club tour kind of, and these cash tournaments growing and popping up like crazy because that's what people want, man. It's what totally people want. Right. Let's give the people what they want. It's an opportunity to go compete at the highest level and hang out with your buddies and, you know, it's um, hang out with who you want to, right? And it's, it's just... Still get, and then you awesome. still get team events, whatever, right? Then you yeah. get team events that you can bowl with the people that you want to bowl with. And these these weekends are only not only just the tournament, it's a it's a weekend of socializing, right? Then it's, uh, exactly. it's, it's a little huge bit less stress-free. Huge turning on Friday night, isn't there? Sure. Oh, the Twimt, the TWMT running this oh, Friday, yeah. the Twimt, the Tim Wiseman Memorial Tournament. Memorial. Tim Wise- is that what Memorial- it's called for real? Yeah, yeah, it's 100%. The Tim Wise, it's, it's memorializing the death of fun Tim. <laughs> <laughs> TWMT is what it's called, the Twimt. Yeah. I remember yeah. seeing the poster, someone posted it there and I, I saw it, but I didn't know what the... Uh, the twimp to whatever it meant but nice yeah. good to know good to know yeah it's great yeah and 32 teams full yeah in like two hours it was sold out in a hurry <laughs> there you go Lost see love to see it you, buddy. <laughs> well D- daryl and i are playing together so uh we'll represent 5pu good so are you gonna wear your dream crushers and then uh, db's gonna wear his bomber yeah. shirt or i'm wearing a shut up tim t-shirt did you actually get one made? <laughs> Just wait and see. Yeah, that's, that's funny because we got team shirts too. I'm excited. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's pretty yeah. great. Um, yeah, so awesome. Thank you, Al, for coming on. This was fantastic. Um, congratulations, great growth. Um, super excited to see what comes about next year. But um, you're yeah. saying 40 people would be a success, and you're right, that would be a success. But I would not be surprised if you get a way more than that. Is Ontario is truly supporting their cash tournaments now, and that is awesome. I remember the years of like Oxbridge with ten thousand dollars for first place, and you'd get like a hundred people or a hundred entries, and that's just not the case anymore. It's awesome. You, there's real excitement around the country and in Ontario, and it's just awesome to see that support. Yeah, I'm just happy to be a part of it. Glad uh, me and Mitch teamed up and got this off the ground, and. Uh... Yeah, just really happy to be a part of it and more than open to uh, to field questions and anything or any information anybody needs, whatever. And But yeah, really excited for next year. It'll be fun. 
Yeah. Awesome. Thanks again. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. Daryl, thanks for showing up. And Tim, as always, thank you yeah. for your input. I do time. have to say one more thing. Friday is it, Henry's 50th. So make sure you guys on Friday say happy birthday, Henry, on 50. Yeah. yeah. And just because I'm a junkie, I got to get some Timmins invitational picks for next week. Who do we got? Uh, Did you guys you even know, look at the list? You, you know, guys, no, I'm, you guys? I'm going to say Bobby. You know, he's bound to break out sooner or later. So I'm saying Bobby. I, okay. There you go. DB's looking up the list. Is, yeah. Where is it on Timmins? What? Timmins, uh, Timminsinvitational.com. Is the actual list on there? Yeah. There's an entry updates tab right down the middle of the page. Oh, that's what it was. I, I was looking on the website. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, where is the. Is Taylor is Michelle going? Nope. I won't pick him then. Kit, good pick. Pick, pick, Greg, <laughs> pick Greg. Pick Greg. You can't call. Well, yeah, Greg. It's not a bad pick. <laughs> where is the? Oh, where is the? Uh, where does it say shifts people playing? Um, you know the what? First page. It's Sly's turn. Oh, you stole it from me. Do you know? Oh, you you've had you D- have you know Daryl. I know. Daryl's done so much homework for this podcast. You can just tell. Yeah. I just. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about we're supposed to be talking about club tour, not the Timmins tournament. But I'm just an idiot, so well, I just wanted to see what. Pick. Okay, then I'll take. Not Mitch. this year. I'll uh, take Mitch. We're going for okay. defending champ, and then Tim's got Bobby, and then Dexter's got uh, okay, Sly. 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 Okay. What do you got? Okay. Uh, oh shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can't do that to us. Uh, I don't know. Uh, no, I'll can't. go. Uh, I'll I'll go uh, Fred Martin. No so yeah, there we go. We got uh, we got northern. Nobody picked Greg though. Yeah. Nobody no one, picked Greg. Yeah. No. If anybody Spurs actually stuff. picks the right Hen- person, everybody else owes them a beer. Okay, done. And Henry has Greg. Henry has Greg. Yeah, who cares about Henry? Yeah, who cares? We're, we're Henry's <laughs> been chatting with me there. We're gonna do a mic'd up mic there. So we got to figure out when we're playing the average pros on the five uh, PL schedule here, and uh, we're micing it up. I'm gonna send him the link to the. I'm gonna send him the link to the uh, mics that I got, whatever, and he's gonna pick some up, and we're gonna lo- we're gonna mic it up. Perfect. <laughs> I, I don't think you're gonna to want to hear it, but it's, it'll be awesome. <laughs> it'll be great. And you, you, tune in. And, uh, mute. <laughs> uh, mute. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, thanks again for coming on, Al. This was great. Uh, super informative. Really excited for you guys. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a great year next year. It's awesome. Right on, gentlemen. Thanks for having us, and uh, have a great week, gentlemen. Yeah, thanks for uh, Thank thanks for coming on, everybody. Really appreciate it. We'll chat. Uh, we'll chat next week. Ladies podcast next week is it? No, not yet. No, next. Do it two weeks from now. We'll see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers.